Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. Lace up your Doc Martens. It's time for... I never saw that. Today we are so excited to welcome our guests, Aaron and James, from Unabashedly Obsessed, a podcast about popular culture. I'm so excited. (laughs) And not so popular (laughs) culture. (laughs) James also has another podcast, though, a new podcast called Blink and You'll Miss It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, okay. Um, Well, um... I started a podcast uh, because I saw that there was a an Alkaline Trio discography podcast where they talk about an Alkaline Trio song every week, uh-huh. and I thought that would be really fun to do for uh, Blink-182, um, and so I decided to start a podcast for Blink-182 and two of their side projects, Plus 44 and Boxcar Racer, um, and I release an episode about a different song every weekday. But the catch is before wow. you before you bail. The catch is that each episode <laughs> is only is no more than five minutes long. So, sort of mm-hmm. get in there, talk a little bit about it, play a little bit of the song, and then get out and um, have like Spotify playlists and stuff with the full songs. Try and find videos of them performing the songs for the blogs and stuff. Um, yeah, it's been fun and and r- way more stressful than I thought it would be, but in kind of a fun way. <laughs> That's a lot to do an episode. Every weekday. Yeah. I mean, even after if it's we, after we get off this call, I need to do tomorrow's. So. Oh <laughs> well, it's really fun to listen to. I listened to several episodes today. I'm, I'm so glad. I, I yeah. really like the bingeability of, of, of the five-minute episode. Yeah, I love that too. Okay, and can you guys talk a little bit about Unabashedly Obsessed? Sure. Aaron, you want to take a crack oh. at, at pitching what our show is? Okay. Um, so, <laughs> oh, but I'm bad at it. Um, so every week we sit down and have a conversation about something that we are currently super into, usually something that we are super into um, with regard to pop or not so pop culture. Sometimes it's not something we're super into. It's something that we just discovered and think maybe we could be into it. We have uh-huh. like a running genre, like we like this, so if this falls, if something new falls into that genre, we're probably going to check that out too. Right. right. Like we we're fans of Anna Kendrick, right. and so we will oh, yeah. watch an Anna Kendrick movie, not knowing, like, never having seen it before, and not knowing if we're going to like it. Right. We nice. um, find ourselves talking a lot about time travel. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yes, and I've listened so to some of that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we're like, hey, so there's this time travel movie. Let's try that. Right. And sometimes and it's it. real good. And sometimes we have to throw away the episode because the movie was such garbage that we couldn't <laughs> talk about it for a while. <laughs> Fortunately, that's only happened one time. So That's only happened one time. Yeah. So And oh, like we, we also sort of, I don't know, it, 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 it sort of morphed into James and Aaron's playtime with <laughs> various themes that we come back to. Uh, which, like, yes. and By which I mean that... It, it started off with a fairly stringent concept, and then we sort of, well, I think of it as James and Aaron did into, or, you know, 
whatever we feel like doing. By, um, like, episode two. Basically. basically. <laughs> and, well, technically, even by episode one, because we went into our very first episode planning to each talk about one thing, and then an hour later, I was still talking about my thing. Right. So we right. just waited, like, another year and a half before we talked about James's thing. It's an, it's an ever-evolving concept, um, which makes it almost impossible to pitch other than, like... Hey, are you enjoying this conversation you're having with us? Right. Listen to our show. That's that's what it is. It's, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because you guys have great chemistry and you have great voices and you've oh, known well, each other you. forever. Thank and you. yeah, I, that's what makes it fun. Okay, let's get into Empire Records, you guys. Yes. yes. Um, I am very excited to hear from you. Okay. why you wanted to share this with us and what and like and also just what it means to you and yeah i want to hear that okay i mean i uh, like it sounds dumb but i wanted to share it with you guys because it's like it, it's just a, a movie that i enjoyed so much as a teenager i saw it for the first time freshman year of high school james i don't know if you went to this or not our drama department used to and by used to i mean this was the last one they ever did because they apparently got in trouble for doing it. But they would do like pizza parties where you'd go into the auditorium and they would show a movie like projected onto the big screen and everybody would eat pizza. I did not go to that. Okay. I'm glad, so, to, I'm glad to have the FOMO of rad. like, <laughs> like 20, 20 year old FOMO of the, uh, of that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Sound so awesome. they apparently used to do it a lot before we got there. Okay. But then after they did the one that I went to, like the second week of school freshman year, which was they showed Empire Records, they stopped doing it because I guess the principal decided that since we were charging people, they were charging people money to attend so that they could order pizza. So like everybody had to chip in two bucks so that they could order pizza. But because that was charging admission for the movie we were violating copyright Uh, and so we weren't allowed to do it anymore this was the principal's decision it didn't have anything to do specifically with empire records no no it didn't have anything to do specifically with the movie though Um, the idea of charging people two bucks to pay for pizza to have a big party to watch empire records is sort of a cool meta thing and i know that they didn't watch empire records each time but like it's a very yeah empire records concept to do though, yeah which is kind yeah of cool. exactly true. um but yeah so that was the first time i ever saw the movie and i just like i think it partly has the nostalgia of that being one of the first times that i ever felt like i was a part of the drama department yeah mm-hmm. because it was so early on i mean it, seriously it was like the second week of school in my freshman year and it was the first drama activity that i attended and like I hung out with some of the, you know, I sat with some of the upperclassmen because my next door neighbor was a senior. So I went over to talk to her and she was like, hey, come sit with me and the other seniors. And I just felt so cool <laughs> because I got to sit with all the other seniors who mostly didn't talk to me again the next four times they saw me. But <laughs> for that two hours, I was the coolest freshman in the room. Yes. I remember those moments. In high so school. it was a community building experience for you. It was, and the movie yeah. just got quoted all the time in our drama mm. department. Yeah. Um, like, p- at one point, there was a girl who actually glued a bunch of quarters to the carpet in the drama room. Why? Oh, my God. She, she, I never knew, f- I never found out why, because she didn't feel the need to explain her art to me, Warren. Uh, Thank you. But... <laughs> <laughs> I loved that part. How um, about you, James? When did you first see it? Well, so, 
if Aaron, and this is sort of a weird juxtaposition. So Aaron's experience with, with Empire Records was she had a nice bonding experience and, you know, or, you know, acceptance into the drama department and all this stuff. I first watched Empire Records um, as I was a latchkey kid, um, which always makes it sound worse that I came home and, and my parents weren't there. And um, so I'd go down and watch TV, you know, for a little bit until they got home. And this was always on, like, I guess we had some sort of movie channel or something. It was always on a movie channel. Um, huh. And it would be, like, halfway through. And so one time I was like, no, I need to, like, I, I caught it at the very beginning one time. And um, I watched it. And it was no more enlightening than it was when I started it halfway through. I'm which, so glad you said that. By okay. the way, the appeal, and I, well, let's just settle this right now. And I'll get back to back to my origin story in a sec. But the appeal of the version of Empire Records that we made sure that you watched is oh, yes. yeah. that it is completely inscrutable, some of the decisions uh-huh. and motivations that they have. Mm. Right. The fan edition explains a lot of the motivations and uh, oh. and and character relationships that they have and ruins it. And I was oh, thinking about yeah. the line, I don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren is sort of the theme of why the original version is good and the fan edition is bad. Yeah. Who glued these quarters down? I did. What the hell for, man? I don't feel that I need to explain my art to you, Warren. Yeah. It's it's yeah, the we fact don't need that to explain this shit. You wouldn't if I may and um, I hope you'll forgive me and, and anticipate this um if i may take us on a quick tangent so um <laughs> <laughs> one uh, so for senior uh our junior year we got uh college like application essay practice time in english class and that should be the most boring time but we got all these cool writing prompts that were not what my college essay took the form of at all but i was just coming into my own as like a this would be fun to do. Let me, this is a fun writing project to do because here's the central joke of it and whatever. So one of the uh, prompts, and I still have actually the original sheet that has this prompt on it because it was so important to me, um, was uh, write page 237 of your autobiography. <laughs> and so oh, wow. the prompt, I think, is supposed to be like, where do you place page 237 in terms of your life? Like, what do you hope to have accomplished? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. What I took from it (laughs) (laughs) instead was, wouldn't it be funny, because it's just a page out of your autobiography, wouldn't it be cool if you referred to a whole bunch of stuff that had happened before in the autobiography, but you don't explain any of it because... You don't explain you don't things every to, time right. you bring things up in <laughs> yeah. a, on a page of a book. Yeah. So my autobiography <laughs> was. I would have interpreted it. It started in the middle of a sentence, and then like right before <laughs> the resolution of does you know do I die or do I end up in the hospital or whatever, then the page ends in the middle of a sentence again. Did you say you still have this piece of writing? I, ha- I still have the piece of writing, the original printout with the with our very stoic English teacher's very tiny just a on it which i was like nice oh. and okay. i have the original prompt that she passed out that day it was so important this this was like a formative piece of writing for me um i want so, to read it well i will uh get it to you then 
thank you. So, anyways, the reason why I told that story was Empire Records feels like the same thing to me because it takes place over one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't constantly reestablish relationships that you have with people every time you see them. Like, right. oh, hey, Joe, my boss with whom I have a strained relationship, but he, I yeah. kind of trust him and blah, 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 blah. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But right. the fan edition kind of did that. And it, uh-huh. it, all of the timing and beats and quirkiness was all off. So it was inscrutable to me watching it by myself. But the fun thing was that I took it to school and found out, I think actually Aaron and, and her friend Mariah were, were like, Hey, Empire Records, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, I know that movie. I can mm. I can participate in this conversation. Yeah. And so it was sort of like uh I had the I had the access pass. You had the street um, cred. Yeah, exactly. From having had this like, you know, I I because of this pop I I accessed this pop culture by myself, you know, one afternoon or two afternoons or whatever, I was able to get in with, you know, one half of a pair, you know, one one lifelong friend and one oh. Mariah. So that, <laughs> so that was the beginning of your friendship. Then you guys weren't already friends. It was pretty close to. I mean, like, oh. I don't. Empire Records isn't part of our formative origin story, but it was it early on in, in homeroom. We had the same yeah. last name, so we were in homeroom together. Oh, so that was weird. And, and a weird facet that we don't actually talk about that often. Um, That's uh, so, really cool. Yeah, I mean, so, and then it always sort of stuck with me. I had it on, I mean, like, we'd, so we would do, we did scenes from it in drama. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, some, there, it has a great soundtrack. So, like, you know, getting distracted on the soundtrack was important. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I also made friends with it in college then because, it's another one of those things where it was like, you know this? I know this. Ah, oh, buddy. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, and then my friend Mark uh, gave me a copy of the DVD as a as a random present one day. And I was like, dude, thank you so much. And then we watched oh. it. And it was the fan edition. And I had the horribly oh. awkward experience for anyone oh. but it, interacting with my friend Mark of being like, oh, the thing you gave me was wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think part of the reason that, because I had the same thing in college where I would find out that people liked Empire Records and I'm like, yes, you're one of my people. And mm-hmm. I think because it's such a weird, quirky movie yeah. Yeah. that right. like you can identify if somebody not, not only knows Empire Records, because I don't think that it was hugely no. popular. No, not at all. Um, no, it, was it was sort of like, like a, a cult favorite. Yeah. Box office disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if somebody not only knows Empire Records, but can quote the entire script backwards and forwards, right. mm-hmm. then you know you're probably going to get along with them. Oh, totally. And I I definitely have movies like that, yeah. It's like, um, it's again, a very, I never realized how meta the experience of Empire Records is, but <laughs> you, you get the feeling that the people in Empire Records would super enjoy Empire Records. Like, <laughs> yes. like they would... Like they're 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 a bunch of weirdos, and it's a weird movie, and you're a weirdo for liking it. But you find other weirdos and bond with yeah. them about this movie yeah. about weirdos bonding with other weirdos. Like right, I, totally. I did a little research <laughs> yeah. as we were getting ready for this. I heard that Coyote uh, shivers. Uh-huh. Coyote shivers. <laughs> this was our yep. big reveal for you guys today. So oh. now we have nothing. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. It's good. I don't think Jen yeah, knows just... it. So tell her. 
no, oh, yeah, backup, uh, so the guy that played Burko, who was the guy in the band. Bur- oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he married Liv Tyler's mom. Ew. Yeah. Like, yeah. at the time the of the movie, response. he yeah. was her stepdad, I think, right? Yeah. Oh. Yes. I, I think so. Yep. <laughs> Which is just weird. That's yeah. weird. On so yeah. many levels, because he's playing a high school kid or college uh, kid, yeah. but he's actually presumably much older than he appears, Although, or her mom robbed the cradle a bit. Oh. I think a you little bit of both. either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is that is weird. Uh, okay, speaking of the cast and also what you were saying, James, about it being, you know, it takes place over one day and stuff. Yeah. I was watching, and one of the first things I thought was, what I was watching Lucas. Yes. Uh-huh. And I was like, he reminds me of somebody. And I couldn't place it, and I couldn't place it. And then I was like, oh, he reminds me of Slater from Days and Confused. <laughs> Catch you later. And then I was, like, I was like, wait a minute. Is that the same guy? And I looked it up, and I was so excited that I had placed that. But the it, this movie felt very similar to that movie to me. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, much so that I day. actually, yeah, I actually looked up to see if there were any, if the director was the same or the writers or anybody, but apparently not. But it felt very, very similar. I, I mean, I think it's it's probably the kind of the the feeling, like almost like the motif of it was very of its time. Yeah, and um, you know, Days of Confused was ninety six, I think, and this was ninety five. Was Daisy oh, Confused really? earlier? Was 93. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Um, but um, yeah, okay. So they, I think in that in that mid 90s time frame, so they were within two years of each other. It was a very right. like, you don't know what your future is going to be. Yeah, exactly. Sort but also fuck the man. Right. Like. Yeah. Like a very yeah yeah like subversive teenagers, aimless kids and. Um, in a way, it's weird because Texas is so important to the plot of Dazed and Confused. Like, yes. Dazed and Confused wouldn't work. Why would Pink Floyd, I don't remember, Ronnie Floyd, be yeah. such <laughs> so pressured into playing football when he clearly wants to be right. a rocker? Yeah. And the answer is Texas. But, Texas, exactly. Yeah. Um, this movie, the fact that it was filmed in North Carolina, like... Mm-hmm. It's interesting from a trivia standpoint, but it means nothing to me in terms of the plot because where does it take? Where does it even take exactly. place? Right. I asked it's that question several times. Every town, USA. Yeah. I always yeah, imagine exactly. New Jersey, but I don't know I always because they go to he goes to Atlantic City, California town. Oh, he, he does. He goes right. to Atlantic City, so it has to be within oh, a couple right. hours of New Jersey. But they also call it like small town USA, so it could be like Maryland somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. Right. But. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the, the location is so unimportant, but it does yeah. have the same feel to it as Dazed and Confused. It's very it interesting. It really does. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And, and Dazed and Confused is one of my favorite movies ever. So. so I have to come out and say that I never saw that. Oh, You wow. might like it, Erin. Is that the one where they're like drawing on the girls to show yes. like where they're too fat yes. or whatever? Yes. Okay. So I've definitely seen parts of it. They were rising seniors, yeah, and the new freshman cheerleaders, they were hazing 
at the beginning. Yeah, yes. by like drawing on them it's, with sharpies to show where they needed to drop a few pounds. Cracking eggs yeah. on them. And stuff. It's really fucked up, actually. Like a lot of the stuff they do in that. Oh movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and accurate. They beat people with paddles. Yeah, which with I holes would also punched say... in them to reduce air resistance. Yes. Yeah, and I would say that is also Texas. Yeah, that's a Texas mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, we're not talking about that movie right now. But Aaron, <laughs> maybe we need to do another episode where you never saw that. And there you go. Yeah. So I so I mean all of this segues nicely though because I wanted to ask, did you guys like it? I did. Micah? I enjoyed it. I I don't know if you've heard, <laughs> you but I'm the more skeptical, critical person on the podcast. Okay, this and actually brings life. me to a question. Did had you you hadn't seen it before either, Micah? I had not. Okay. I had always seen the box in the movie store. Right. Like sit down by the fire kids, grandpa has a story. <laughs> we used to have to go rent movies at video stores. And I saw this. It's a very iconic yeah. cover. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. For not having been a hugely popular movie, everyone knows that cover. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I never rented it. Hmm. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. It was just one of those you always walked by and thought, yeah, I'll get that next time. Yeah. And I yeah, never did. Yeah, I can see that. And I didn't dislike it when I, I watched it this time. Ringing endorsement. The- <laughs> but I, as we watch things, I'm always taking notes now, and I'm consuming things in a different way right so i'm much more critical and i liked that you started talking about how you're just kind of dropped in the middle of this these relationships and it's not explained as i thought about it more and read through my notes more i did enjoy it and i liked some of the characters i did feel like some of the relationships were lacking like i didn't care about aj and Corey. okay because i didn't either interesting he was so in love with her yeah. And yet they didn't interact throughout the movie right. at all. <laughs> right. right. Well, that's another one of those things where it's like, yeah, because they did yesterday. They were just all, yeah. like, it's exactly. it's one of those, yeah. And yeah. once you accept that, a lot of the movie makes a lot more sense. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that that point plays into the question that I know James wanted to ask you guys. Yeah. James, if you would like to ask that question so I don't, you know, step on your toes on that. I, um, I'll i plug another podcast really quick. I listen to this podcast called The Great Albums Podcast, and every summer they basically record an episode about a movie that has good music in it um, oh, cool. so that they can record it early and take a summer break. So uh, this past summer, no, two summers ago, they did Empire Records, which one of them had seen and one of them hadn't seen. And unfortunately, hmm. the one who hadn't seen it watched the fan edition because he didn't have uh. great <laughs> guides like Aaron and I. Yes. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> his major complaint with it. And like, so Bill had seen it and he was, he was uh, you know, in the same camp as Aaron and I was where it was like, yeah, I don't know. I've just always liked it. And it's always been formative yeah. in my life and whatever. Um, Brian was like, I kept thinking, boo-hoo, so what? your problems are not important. Like all of the problems mm. in the movie aren't, I mean, I suppose except for the, you know, the suicidal tendencies of Deb right. mm. are not important. Like they're, they're like, where are you going to go to college? And like, <sighs> yeah, do, does, do, does she, it, will she like you? Will she like you back and stuff like that? Is the record mm. store you work for going to shut down or not? And yeah. like, 
when you're watching the movie, you know, some of these things feel very, very important. And maybe more so when you're watching it when you're in high school, where it's like, oh my god, I can't even imagine what it would be like to go off to college. But my question was, did you find yourself sort of rolling your eyes at the sort of dramatic, quote-unquote dramatic turns and plot lines in the movie? I didn't. And I think part of the reason is because we've been watching my so-called life so much. <laughs> so yeah. we are exactly. immersed I in teen angst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think that's a good point. Like, those are big feelings for kids, and I think they're valid. Yeah. Right. They still encapsulate what it feels like to be at that stage mm-hmm. of life. You know, I mean, whatever right. whatever it is. I, I don't know. I, I did not find myself rolling my eyes at that. Okay, I did cool. roll my eyes... At AJ and Corey. I, I it's, was not yeah. feeling that whole thing. But Well, and so that's interesting because that was a thing that as a teenager, I mean, granted, like yes. I was 14 when I saw this for the first time. So right. that spoke to me hugely right. because Corey was so pretty and I just wanted yeah. a boy to like me the way mm-hmm. AJ liked her. Same. As an adult, oh. I find it kind of generic and trite. It, yes. It's but, super but, tropey, yeah. Yeah, but it still has the nostalgia factor where I'm like, oh, AJ and Corey, and you're so happy when they kiss at the end. Yeah. That's the thing, is that if I would have seen it as a teen, I would have been totally invested in that relationship. Right. But it, it's interesting, though, that you pointed out, Micah, that you really don't see them interact very often. Yeah. Because no. I, cause you, you don't, but think like watching the movie or thinking back on the movie, like if you asked me... You know, do Corey and AJ interact a lot? It'd be like, well, yeah. Like, their relationship <laughs> is, like, a central focus of, you know, like, it's, like, one of the major plot arcs in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But when you really look at it, no, they're on screen together for, like, maybe five minutes total. And yeah. just on the roof. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's only that scene where all of a sudden he's going to go to Boston with her or whatever. Right. Or yeah. he's going to art school. Art school in yeah. Boston. And that's just the thing you can do, apparently, is decide... I'm yeah. just going to go to art school in Boston. <laughs> yeah. They'll let me in. Well, it is art school. I'll just start I going mean, and true. painting, and they'll be like, that guy clearly belongs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I would works. watch that movie. Gluing quarters to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> um, okay. One of the problems that I did have, and one of the problems in the movie that would be really easy to solve, if they're low on money uh-huh. and they're having trouble keeping the store afloat i don't think that's really the problem i think mitch is just a money-grubbing jerk that wishes he sold bidets still right but they could lay off like 90 percent of the employees (laughs) it'd be a much less entertaining movie right but it might be a better business i think and i think that's that's the whole point they're like a family (laughs) yeah like i can't i mean I can't remember ever being in a music store or a blockbuster video or anything along those lines that had more than two people working at right. a time. Right, true. It's Maybe true. three if it was a Saturday afternoon. Well, keep in mind, they were all hanging out in the back room and, and just, mm-hmm. like, for instance, Deb and Renee Zelliger. Gina. Yeah. Gina, who uh, were out on the floor. And then they That's would. I, I I always like that movie. Is, it's so weird because so much of the action takes place in the in that back room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you think about like, oh, that's a shift change. That's why it's time for right. Gina to be off and naked, probably in all likelihood. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, 
than for someone else to go out onto the floor. Like, so yeah, I mean, like, they only had two and Lucas out on there at any one time. Well, you know, right. whether it was Mark. But they just all hung out there. Yeah. They were all just and hanging they had out dance at interludes. the thing. Because, I mean, I would too if I had that back room at, at any of my yeah. jobs. <laughs> yes. I mean, I used to go hang out. I, I, I was a barista for a lot of high school. And I used to just go hang out. Well, me too. The, I mean, it was in it was in the mall. So I would go it hang out at your place of business as well. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> but yeah, they had a nice couch and like yeah stuff well they had a couch (laughs) (laughs) nice nice as a stretch right i had another question go ahead jen well just that it is a place where you can go and hang out as a teen Mm -hmm. without your parents there and joe is technically an adult but not any kind of authority really he's a a, a, he's a definite not father figure maybe like cool uncle figure (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a father figure to Lucas. Who, Lucas. What? I was thinking Lucas. Oh Lucas. Well, oh yeah. Well actually Is he... I was wondering Yeah. Did he adopt Lucas? <laughs> I or never something? have been clear on this. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't understand because... I, I have never understood their relationship. And then Joe yeah. took yeah, me in. Then he says, after three years Joe came along and then that's it. <laughs> I was like, What yep. do you mean? It's he that came whole along? thing again though. It's that whole yeah, like I know. You know. And then the rest yeah. of the story that you all know. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's page 237 of your exactly. 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 Does Lucas have autism? I think it was more that Lucas is magical than anything else. <laughs> Lucas I, is I, like psychic. Because like he walks by in the very beginning. He's like 22. And there's a 22 black. Mm-hmm. That's what I started feeling later in the movie. I liked Lucas. Same. Yeah. In the movie, as portrayed by Rory Cochran, yeah. he was yes. delightful. Oh, and he's fucking delightful as Slater, too. That's Slater's true. Slater's always been my yeah. favorite part true. of that movie. Yeah. I it's have a random note that I need to ask about, and you guys know the movie so well, so I'm hoping you'll be able to fill in my lack of note-taking skills. Okay. Sure. But was calling someone a banana head a thing in 1995? Ooh, ooh, can I answer this one? <laughs> yeah, answer this one. I don't actually remember this. Okay. Um... Was it banana? I think it was Buckethead. Pick up the phone and pick it up. Come on, Buckethead! And no, it was big. It was I'm the bigger banana head. Oh, okay. Well, there's Buckethead is also in there, and also why don't you all yeah. just fade away? Here's my theory yes. on. It. Oh yeah. I think that originally there was more language in the movie. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. What I wrote was I quoted something else. If you're fooling with me. And yep. I wrote, is this the censored version? <laughs> the TV version? Yeah. I think that they got, they wanted to get that PG-13 rating. And if Veronica uh... Mars, the movie, has taught me anything, and of course it has, it's that <laughs> for the PG-13 rating, you get one curse word. You get one fuck. Mm. And you get one fuck. Yeah. You know. I wonder if they filmed Was multiple scenes. I don't think so. With, where they said fuck. I wonder if there will be like a fan fuck version. <laughs> With all the swears in it. Yeah, maybe. Empire fucking records. Because, <laughs> like, they're oh. definitely, like, because Rex Manning should tell them all the fuck off. Like, that. Yeah. Yes. That totally. Be. But why don't you all just fade away? Also, yes. um, uh, 
they, they're my special recipe, and you know what that means, extra sugar. Mm-hmm. They're pot brownies. Yeah. Clearly they're pot brownies, but they Obviously. never refer to them as being pot brownies. What's the name of that character? Mark? The guy who Mark. eats Oh, the Eddie. Mark. Oh, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Eddie. Well, Eddie makes the brownies. And Mark eats, no, Mark eats Mark, the brownies. Mark, the kid who's eating them yeah, Ethan on Embry. the couch and watching that Watching that gore video. Yeah, it's so gore. good. Yeah. I, I do love that scene. Oh, right. It's a gore music video. That's right. I think it was extra strong pot. I think that <laughs> I think that's what is going on there. It was hallucina- yeah. hallucinogen level yes. of pot. That scene was hilarious yeah. to me. Uh, that that he that he landed on that note like <laughs> like he was into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have an Easter egg for you guys. Tis the season. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a character named Lily. Have you huh? heard of this James? But she wasn't in the movie, Aaron. I know the actress got sick while they were filming so they had to completely and she had to drop out of the movie so they had to completely cut her character she was supposed to be Warren's sister and was supposed to be like another character who was as you know just a big part of the ensemble cast but the Uh actress got sick and so you can occasionally see her on screen (laughs) I think she's wearing she's wearing like knee pads or something like a skirt and knee pads weird okay um, She's also on the back of the box too, isn't she? I oh, think really? so. Yeah. I think oh, I, so. I totally need to go back and watch this. Along yeah, with the obviously. dog that wasn't in the movie either. There's a dog on the cover that is like the his master's oh. voice dog, and there's a oh, picture funny. on the back that has like Lucas interacting with the dog or something. So clearly the dog was something. That's interesting. Hey, by the way, the the fuck word in uh, the movie is. What do you want, Warren? Stop calling me Warren. My name is just fucking Warren. His name isn't Warren. His name isn't Warren. Well, you can't kill me, Warren. I thought his name was Warren. That That was another character or actor, I guess, that I was like, who is that guy? I yeah. recognize that kid. And it was Welcome to the Dollhouse. Right. Yes. Yep. And oh, I, yeah. I don't know how I made that connection because I, I have not seen that movie in a really long time, but he just was so striking. Boy, I that guess. is a traumatizing movie. No shit. <laughs> and yeah. he's traumatizing in it. Like, <laughs> that obviously stuck with me. I've heard that the fan edition makes Rex Manning look better oh, and be I more sympathetic. Don't want that. I just loved that he was a perfect representation of Robert Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not personally. I don't know if well, Robert Palmer um, was a douche, but oh, Rex, you're so sec- the the um yeah oh, yes, oh my god, the the song that video was, was amazing. Supposed to be Robert Palmer. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Hello, baby. Call me I'm a couple with a You say I need a little of my hula I know you get lonely. The video looked so much like videos from back then. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be him just being a fucking douche. Right. It's supposed to be he thinks he's so cool in this sex object and also... What an idiot! And he's so out of touch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's just he's not oh, cool like cool. Burko. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Although those live Tyler's mom, those purple lapels on that shirt. Yeah, yes. 
watching it again, knowing how awful Rex Manning is, makes their excitement, especially the boys' excitement about Rex Manning yeah. Day, like so delicious. It's not <laughs> like that, and that Joe is just like <sighs> friggin' Rex Manning Day, and nice. that they're all oh. like, "It's Rex Manning Day." And Joe's like, but so were they actually excited? I know Corey was really excited because she wanted to bone him. I right. think they but... were because it was a celebrity, okay. like it was like a well-known musician yeah. coming to their tiny little store in Nowheresville, probably New Jersey. Right. So, right. I mean, I but think there's... they were excited in the way that teenagers get excited when they have a brush with celebrity of any kind. Or when anything right. that takes them away from the daily ennui of teenage existence yes. happens mm-hmm. at all. Um, yes. I think that... Well, and yeah. then then it became an opportunity to fuck with him. Which, right. Uh, right. Of course. Is <laughs> yeah. I did love the scene where all his old fans were coming yes. up and telling him how much they listened to him <laughs> in high school. My mom and... loves you, but I've never even heard of you. Hi. Who shall I make it out to? Denise. 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 I've always loved that name. Thank you, but it's not mine. It's my mom's. She loves you. I've never even heard of you. Okay. Does your mother still have her own teeth? Forget it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He gets so excited that there's like a young girl so coming good. up to talk yeah. to him. Does your oh. mom still have her own teeth? like you all like it's funny because as a teenager i'm like oh man he's just the worst and as a woman in her mid-30s i'm like oh dude i feel you yeah like i feel bad for you because i get it yeah but Corey still wants to have sex with him yeah but see and this is where like what empire records is quote unquote about and like the plot are all like allegories for other things that like cause Corey thinks she wants to have sex cause she kind of wants to get that over with so that she can right. continue her speed induced study fest. That is right. what she anticipates oh, her right, career yeah. at Harvard to be. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a weird, I don't know. It's all sorts of inconsequential, inconsequential stuff is happening. And then it also feels like every single thing that happens is just another layer on top of the stress and tension that mm-hmm. is released, I guess, at Gina's funeral. Spoiler Deb's alert. Fu- Deb's funeral. Emma. Deb's funeral. Damn it. Deb's funeral. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. wait, Gina died? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. That, that's, that one in the, post. that's in the fan edition. <laughs> Did we not mention that one of the reasons we hate it is that Gina dies in that? (laughs) (laughs) I would have thought that would have been your first She falls into a large fan. That's why. (laughs) Oh, wow. Is that. That's a weird turn. That's why they called it the fan edition. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm surprised we made it an hour in before James started with a really bad pun. I just thought of that just now. (laughs) That was a really bad pun. I'm glad you hadn't been sitting on that one for days. I wrote it down (laughs) weeks ago go when we scheduled this well strangely i liked it (laughs) i didn't say i didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's another thing about the rock star which i've always thought was weird a lot of the rock stars that we listen to in routines and we're idolizing and are singing about teen love and all this stuff are old dudes yeah Mm -hmm. like rex manning is right and like Liv tyler's actual dad is right it's hard yeah. to make it as an age-appropriate rock star. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he. Th- I mean, he has sex with Gina. How old is Gina supposed to be in this movie? 
presumably I, well, 17 let's, or 18. Let's say 18, just yeah, so that... Yeah, right? she's in high school, too. Right. Yeah. So that it's legal, but well, still... Well, although it's still... It's Rex Manning, so... Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I guarantee he didn't... <laughs> he he certainly didn't card her. I, so... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I, uh, I just... I just love Empire Records so much. <laughs> <laughs> I I love I love talking with you about it because watching it with Micah was kind of a bummer because <laughs> Micah is kind of a bummer. Aww. I, do. Um, I don't think you're a bummer, <laughs> I'm Micah. Kidding. I'm kidding. He's not a bummer, but um No, but I do like hearing I like hearing about it from people who saw it as teenagers because I feel like that was really the intended audience yeah you know i mean or young adults at least sure um so i i do appreciate hearing that i do feel like if i had seen it at that time yeah i would feel differently about it right and And i can tell that it's a movie that if i rewatch it i'll like it more yeah right Uh it definitely rewards rewatching because yes you you begin to learn the 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 pattern of the speech Mm -hmm. and the you know how how does yeah. Mark's voice break when he yells shoplifter? Shoplifter! It's great to like anticipate stuff and and to watch like decisions that the actors make. Like Lucas makes some very interesting decisions. Yes. In terms of his performance. This and one, I also won't be as confused right. being dropped into these things right. and wondering why Joe just goes in the back room and locks the door and plays the drums for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I he thought was, was pretty some sweet. Shit out, man. That yeah. was sweet. Yeah. This uh this movie had it was weird cuz like it had Gin Blossoms and the Cranberries who were up and coming mm-hmm. bands and stuff and punk bands that never broke through or whatever. But like I feel like the two songs that really glued themselves onto me. It's funny that we're talking about like out of date in the 90s rock stars was the <laughs> Dire Straits song and the ACDC mm. song that mm-hmm. Joe drums to. Romeo and Juliet from Dire Straits and um, If You Want Blood. Those are the two songs that I was always like, oh man, that song from Empire Records. Yeah. And those I do are by. Love, that's I funny. love Romeo and Juliet. I love yeah. that song. I love struck Romeo. Sing the streets of Serenade. Laying everybody low. With a love song that he made. Find the street light. Steps out of the shade Says something like You and me, babe How about it? Neither of those are on the soundtrack, though. Oh, Correct. Really? really? Yeah. Correct. Uh, if You Want Blood, You Got It is the name of the, is the, name of the ACDC okay. song. Um, yes. From Highway to Hell. Um, yeah, and so that was the... That, um, that Dire Straits song was one that I stuck around through the credits for to see at the end what it was. Yeah. Oh, so that I could 
which is what you did back before Spotify. Yes. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, and, and this was all Lyric. like pre-Napster too. So we right. couldn't just go like watch the credits and then go download it. So we had, had to, to actually go to a store. I feel like I or... feel like at some point in high school you and I actually did go to that music store um in Cascades and tried to get that album and we couldn't. Coconuts, yeah. I did really enjoy the soundtrack because it fit perfectly for a record store. Yep. Yeah. There were so many genres and yeah. popular stuff and more indie stuff. Yeah. I read a review or I didn't read the whole review, but I just I was reading something in Variety and it they described it as a soundtrack in search of a movie, which I thought was like, <laughs> huh. huh, that's interesting. I mean, well, I could see that, I guess. Like, uh, the, the song yeah. I was really most excited to hear, though, was Money. Yes. Um, yes. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. That's what I want. Flying lizards, yeah. Flying Lizards, which I, I couldn't so remember the good. name of the band, so I looked up the band, and it took me down this little rabbit hole, and I watched the music video of that I've song. I've never Have seen you it. S- it's so fucking rad. Go watch it as soon as we're done with this. Yeah. It is so good, and I love that song. It was, yeah. It's a great I, it's, song. That song did appear on the Wedding Singer soundtrack, uh, oh, so wow. I was able to have that very soon in my... Um, in my life because I got the wedding singer soundtrack right around, you know, when I would have been watching empire records. So I was very happy. To Is have that, that also not on the empire records soundtrack? It's also not on the empire records. Soundtrack. Weird. What the fuck? What is on it? It's actually, it's a good soundtrack. Like there's a lot uh, of, till really... I hear it from you is on there. Yeah. Till I hear it from you. There's a lot of good okay. stuff on it. Um, Sugar high is on it. That's the song they sing at the concert at the end, but they do not have but... the version with Gina singing. Which I means... have the version with Gina hmm. singing, which what? my friend Andy sent to me, which I can send to any one of you should you want. Yes, it. please. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, send it. But yeah. I was also excited to hear a Daniel Johnston Johnston song in there, which was really cool. What Daniel right. Johnston song? I don't remember the name of the oh, song, <laughs> but Daniel. Oh, it's Johnston the it's the song there. after Guar. It's the yes. And, yes, right, right, yes, yes, yes. The song that that goes that Guar goes into. When he's having his trip is a Daniel yeah. Johnson. Yes. And all the girls already had boyfriends. I was alone as lonely. Wow. I I love you, Eddie. <laughs> Speaking of Austin, um, I think Daniel Johnson was from Austin, wasn't he? <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you ever say something and then realize that you aren't sure and are just sort of uh, pontificating about something? Yes, that you welcome you to my life. Uh, all the time, yeah. Um, so I'm curious how you feel and also felt about the, the women in this movie. Like, as a kid, first of all, uh-huh. how did you feel about them? As a teenager, I both wanted to be them and mm-hmm. also recognized that I didn't actually want to be them, specifically Corey and Gina. Um, like, I cobbled together a plaid skirt Doc Martens outfit Aww. that I wore frequently throughout high school. Um, I recall that. But looking back on it, I feel mm-hmm. really bad for them. And, like, the mom in me wants <laughs> to make it all yes. better. 
But I also recognize mm-hmm. that they're kind of tropey. I think that you could delve a lot. I, I think that as tropey as the characters were, there was more depth than a lot of movies would have yeah. given. But you definitely could have seen more of those characters and had a more, a less quirky movie, but a more interesting and compelling like characters, yeah. psychological right, narrative. Right. Yeah. I was trying to imagine how I would have felt as a kid. I think I would have not liked their outfits. I would have been annoyed that they were, that all the girls were like scantily clad. Well, I think their outfits are very indicative of the time. Yes. I mean, the Doc Martens, the plaid skirts, the chunky mm-hmm. heels that Gina's wearing. Um, yeah. Deb had kind of a whole like grunge thing going for her mm-hmm. that I didn't personally identify with, but I do recognize it as being like a very 90s look. Totally. I love the scene when she cuts her hair, by the way. I don't think Micah liked that scene. That, it that's, still stresses it. me yeah. out a lot. I, I, oh, does it? Well, yeah. so, it, like, it stresses me out because I'm like, what it? Like, they could only do one take of that. Right. So mm-hmm. what totally. if she screwed right. something up while they were doing that take? What do you do? Like, it doesn't... With those giant It actually scissors. took them six years to film the movie because <laughs> yeah. she kept having to grow yeah, her I hair mean, back yeah, up. Yeah, like, it stresses me out as, like, somebody who has done theater my whole life and, like, thinking about what it would be like for the crew and the director if, like, her hand slipped. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. See, I didn't think about that. I just thought And now you will, and I apologize. (laughs) Oh, no, that's fine. I I like it. I just love that she's using those giant-ass scissors to do it. Yeah. I I don't know. I love it. Well, and then she busts out clippers. And, of course, that's Robin Tunney from The Craft. Oh, right. Yes, which is a big one on my list. Which was filmed right after this, and she had to wear a wig for that movie. Oh, did she really? Oh, really? Really? Because That's why it looks like a a wig in that movie. Interesting. (laughs) I was struck by how well-stocked this record store was. They had hair clippers. They had those big scissors. They had a white satin pillow and a bunch of candles for the the funeral scene. Right, for the funeral, yeah. They just found all these things. That was another thing was Deb's whole suicide thing, which was really heartbreaking. Like, she was probably the character I identified with most. Uh, And so, and it was obviously heartbreaking, but... I also, again, like, this is probably the, this is the grown-up in me now, or, like, the mom, like you said, Erin. It's like, well, are we glorifying suicide? Are we making it look cool? Mm. You know, is she the cool, edgy girl because she tried to cut her wrist? You know, like that. I don't know. But do they address that? Look, I tried to kill myself with a lady bick. A pink plastic razor with daisies on it and a moisturizing strip. And it took me forever just to get through my skin. Is is that the the pink lady bick with a floral print and yeah. a moisturizing strip? Like mm-hmm. the right. idea that it's not glamorous, that it's uh, it that it was is actually even more depressing when you know the details yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. At and least I, I think that would be what they what they would contend with that. I don't yeah. know yeah. if it's actually true. Well, and I do. Because she I, is super cool. <laughs> right? She is super fucking cool. <laughs> and she, um, I did like the funeral scene, though. I, I thought that yeah. was sweet because 
there was so much conflict, especially between the girls and all that catty I go back stuff. and forth on and, the funeral um, scene, because on the one hand, it does feel very sweet, but then sometimes I think back on it, and I'm like, yeah, but were they actually just kind of, like, mocking her a little bit? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But like, that's from what, moment to moment, I can't decide. I, and I think... Mm-hmm. I think that's what Deb feels yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's, you know, like, this funeral sucks, I'm going home. Like... But, like, I think it's weird, though, because I think that it's both. Like, they, they, it feels like they are taking her seriously, and they are trying to prove a point that she would be missed. Exactly. But That's but what I took from it. execute yeah. it in a way that kind of feels a little bit cheap. Or like, Which and, I think and, is accurate. That's how teenagers yeah. deal with emotions yeah sometimes. i mean that's very true and like you said you know they cobbled this thing together from random things in the store so i guess all told they did a pretty decent job <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 my my takeaway from that was the fact that they did that at all was clearly yeah. was clearly their way of telling her that they care mm-hmm. about her yeah. and you know like and I, I thought, my impression was that she did get that from them, but she had to play it off like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. She had to be the sarcastic, right, cynical one because that was what she felt yeah. like her role was. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think the fact that they were figuring out all of their stuff at the thing is actually more of a sign of them caring about mm-hmm. her and like. We, we're healing we're not just healing deb we're healing yeah. all of us like this is this is a, a, a you know this is deb is lying down but this is what if this we is were all, all of dead? us exactly like, which which is, yeah. was also a very yeah. um i feel like typical thing of teen movies from this yeah. period and even earlier like the breakfast club has a scene like that yeah. that's very powerful yeah. and actually there was a part in Empire Records, where Corey is it? Corey asked Deb, or Deb asks Corey, "Why are you being so nice to me?" Right. It's uh, it's Corey after Deb okay, is peeing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you being so nice to me? Let's save our homework moment. Deb finds out that Corey does speed, so now she's down with her, I guess. Um, <laughs> but she's, <laughs> but that is a direct quote from The Breakfast Club. Uh, Why are you being so nice to yeah. me? Yeah. It is, yeah. Between Molly Ringwald and Ali oh, Sheedy, yeah. That's so I right. thought that was, I thought that was a nod to that movie. I don't. I'm sure it, it was. Surely yeah. was. Yeah, it had it to be right. Was. So I liked that. I li- I loved yeah. that part. Yeah. Um, I just want to share this quote that I took a note about because I thought it was ridiculous. And you wore that skirt that I hate. You remember that? Day? What skirt? The, the, the one with the flowers. The blue skirt. Yeah, the blue one. Uh, I you hate, hate that. Th- yeah, I hate that skirt. <laughs> Because it's good that I hate that skirt, Corey. Because that, listen, that, listen to me. That skirt made me realize that, I mean, if I can, if I can love her in that skirt, then this must really be it. Yeah. That made me laugh <laughs> out loud. I love that. It was that. so fucking it's, funny. It's, it's such perfect. a dumb teenage thing to say. And for her to be like, yes. oh, that's so exactly. sweet is such a dumb teenage reaction. Exactly. <laughs> right? But it's also somehow relatable. It's like, it's the stupidest thing anyone's ever said. She loves that <laughs> right? Yeah, she loves it. And he <laughs> hates it, but that's true love, you know. Uh, just another. <laughs> I just wanted to mention a few things that I that I liked. Yeah. Or that first of all, there was so much nostalgia, of course, obviously. Um, but 
Walt's description of Harvard I really loved, which was big blonde guys who eat ivy and row boats. Oh, Warren, oh, so yeah. What did I say? Walt. Walt. Yeah. Who the fuck is Walt? Walt? None of us knew. Walt Disney. I'm was sorry, Walt. I don't know why. <laughs> is Walt I, the name that down? was on oh. Eddie's bowling shirt? Oh, oh yes, that's why I wrote that. So it was Eddie. Yes. Oh, was it, it was Eddie, Eddie that said yes, that? You're right, Aaron. Yeah. Oh. Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Great pull. Thank Good you. Job, Aaron. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that his pizza uniform? I think so. Yeah. Maybe it. Maybe it's not a bowling shirt. Maybe it's a pizza uniform. But it definitely. It's from his other job at the pizza pizza mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah, but his shirt definitely says Walt. Yes, that is totally it. Yeah. It's a I had a couple questions. That aren't criticisms. They're just, I was curious about them. Yeah. We know that it wasn't, we know that it was a toilet store before. It was a record store. But I was curious, I was curious if it was actually a pharmacy because I didn't know why the cash registers were up so high. (laughs) That is interesting. Yeah. And I was also confused. There's the scene where Renee Zellweger wears the Music Town apron and uh-huh. only the Music Town apron. Um, why do you need an apron to work in a Music Town? In the 90s, um, <laughs> it was a big apron culture. Um, <laughs> I guess you could say that apron culture really had America by its tie strings. And mm-hmm. we really just wrapped ourselves in the aprons. Um uh. I didn't no, I remember think, that. Maybe it was an East Coast thing. <laughs> we 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 definitely had aprons at Zany Brainy, which is a toy store that I worked at, um, and it was for holding our X-Acto knives in. So it may be that it was for holding hmm. their X-Acto knives in. Oh, it was a pain in the ass to get those CDs open. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they had those little. Oh yeah, the little CD tools. razors. Which is what Wait I thought minute. that Warren was doing when he was demagnetizing the anti-theft yeah. things. I thought, he, why is he cutting them open? Oh, he has a magnet. Got it. Uh, wait, I have to back up for a second because I said Beck's Bath and Bidets. Okay. That wasn't the name of the store before, was it? That's just what the dickhead guy wants to create? Who's I think the guy? Mitch? Mitch, he, thank you. He, he, yeah, Mitch, his parents were hippies. Beatniks. Uh-huh. His parents were beatniks. And they started a music store. He wanted to be, he wanted to open a plumbing store. Yeah. Beck's. Or his grandpa had a plumbing store, oh. right? Right. So it wasn't, yes. a, okay. Right. It was a plumbing okay. supply store. Yeah. Um, the shit at the end with him where he just like decides to take the jar of money oh God, and call so it great. cool was like <laughs> so fucking <Yes>. great. <laughs> I fucking love that part. There's no it, way there was $9,000 in there. Yeah. No, it <laughs> was like why a bunch would he of ones. Take, take one day's deposit. And just give them the store. So fucking funny. I loved I, it. I loved it too. Yeah, it the end the last scene, basically from when Mark runs out to be on TV yeah. through where AJ goes up onto the roof at, at night mm-hmm. is maybe the best my favorite part of that movie, I think. Like I feel like yeah. everything it's such a tension release and like it has a cool soundtrack to it and like I like a good montage. I feel mm-hmm. like, and you're like, you, it's a good party scene as well. And yeah. everyone, all these, you know, sarcastic kids who you, th- who through the whole movie, you've been like, oh, geez, they don't, you know, 
that she's throwing herself at him, and he's throwing yeah. herself at her. Actually, there's a lot of throwing themselves at other people. <laughs> um, yeah, at various people. Including, like, Warren trying to throw himself at, you know, um, everyone. Um, <laughs> but, like, yes. that they're all sort of redeemed, really, after the yeah, funeral, it... that they all sort of get, you know, absolved and a happy ending as schmaltzy as it is, like mm-hmm. the ha- how the happy ending is revealed has always really appealed to me. No, um, I liked that part. Yeah. I liked I liked that it ended that way. I mean, it was obviously very silly the way that it happened. I thought right. with the jar of money or whatever, but it was it was perfect. I mean, that's yeah. They they needed that in order to move forward with their lives. Is is yeah how it felt, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And they're then they all, all dance work on the at rooftop. this record store together. Right. They're going to move on to other things, and now they have sort of they've closed this chapter on a on a good note. I have yeah. two bullet points that I would love to bring up. Yeah, and it's we, funny we... that I chose the word bullet points. I did not do that intentionally. What <laughs> do gun. you think of the g- use of guns in this movie? Like, I feel like there's a point in the movie where someone could have died <laughs> like yeah someone else writing this movie especially in like 1995 yes quentin tarantino's empire records and a lot differently say, yeah yeah yep. um but the fact that he, you know the cop actually i almost just quoted the cop directly you know the fact that there were blanks in the gun and mm-hmm. whatever that you're not pressing charges we really can only hold him for a little bit like he <laughs> brought a gun yeah to the records that's intense like totally. holy crap! There's a there's a literal gun standoff in the middle of this, you know, sound soundtrack in search of a movie. But the <laughs> fact that it's it's then immediately, I'm I'm oh. I, I'm not doing this on purpose. But like that, it's immediately like disarmed. Is yes. um, <laughs> I'm not. Doing I know that you're not. <laughs> um, which just that gun culture just infects our entire vernacular. It's true, but, man. Mm-hmm. We have so um, many. Yeah. I just go off half cocked and it just just happens, you know. It's, it's a real trigger for me. Um, oh my god! You're using a lot of loaded words and loaded language. <laughs> well, I'm looking right down the barrel at this, and uh, I think that um, we need to just stop it. Um, <laughs> I, but I thought think it, that that should have been a very scary scene, yeah. and it. I thought it was scary and disturbing at yeah. first, and yet, and that it was very strange that they made. That it was in no, no big deal. Yeah. That when Lucas rolls across the back of the, like, he does his, like, you know, mm-hmm. commando roll. Mark? It, is it Mark? It's Mark. Oh, because Lucas just appears. Right, yeah. right. Because he's magic and has teleportation <laughs> abilities. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, when Mark does his, like, commando roll, it's clear that this is not going to be, well, at least if it is, it's really, really off key. If they're gonna have that yeah. right before someone gets shot, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they play the whole thing for laughs. Yeah, everyone's it's an interesting out there. Time capsule because I don't think that totally. that would be played mm-hmm. for laughs. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, now yeah. they wouldn't like that. Never. Yeah, and certainly not absolving him. Yes. Fifteen minutes later, and hiring well, him, and like, right. Best job unless interview they were going to make a statement about race, unless they were going to make the, you know, like, hey, the white boy got away with it. Uh, right. Well, but yeah, it would just never. Yeah. There, there. I mean, this is, and this, I thought you were saying if Warren was black. Um, 
Oh. Which would have been an, an interesting place to take it. And this movie right. does is very, very white. So that's mm-hmm. that's perhaps yes. one criticism. But yeah. you said you had another bullet point? Oh, um so at the end they play three half songs. Mm-hmm. It, like they they can't finish a song in their last scene of the movie. They have to fade it in. I mean, I guess it's sort of a a DJ sort of situation, but like it always drives me crazy that it's like they do the same effect of and that song fades out. It's a new song fades in twice mm-hmm. in those credits and it always is driving me crazy. Um because they just wanted to get them random, all in. Yeah, they they were like cramming more songs in. It'd yeah. be like you if know you made what a mixtape. movie, we need more music. Yeah, guys. exactly. If you made a mixtape and to fit the last three songs that you had laid out, you only played half of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you get the point, and so into the next yeah, one. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> I did not notice that. See, yeah. again, I'm going to have to watch it again and yeah. pick up on this stuff. It definitely. I know I've said this before, but I feel like this comment also rewards repetition. It definitely re- rewards repetition. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> I noticed one other thing yeah. that helps your the um, theory that Lucas is magical. Yes. He breaks the fourth wall at the end of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. He looks at the camera. Oh, yeah. And it's not explained or... It's... <laughs> yeah. It yeah. totally fits with his character. Yeah. He, it's as if there was a framing story that they cut out of the beginning of the movie where he said, let me tell you a story. <laughs> yes. And then they forgot that there was one line that they left in where he ends the framing story and we see what happens to our heroes. It's such I... a quotable movie. Um, right. Another reason for me to watch it again. I, the yeah. quote, I feel like I don't. I don't feel that I need to explain my art to you, Warren. Has to be like the quote that sums yeah. it up, don't yeah. you think? There was a, the other quote. There was another quote about shoving stuff up your ass and. Because it would hurt, Warren. <laughs> What's your name? Warren Baby. Okay, Warren, stand up. I want you to hold these against your chest, stand against the wall, and they're gonna take a photograph of you. Why don't you go shove them up your ass? Because it would hurt a lot, Warren. Take them over there. <laughs> yes, that was good. And I love the delivery of that. But I, yeah, I, other than that, it's just like I like when they're uh, looking at what Warren stole. Because yes. I think it really, <laughs> it really clear, it really speaks to oh, my listening right. aesthetic, which yes. is rap metal, and rap Whitney metal, Houston. Whitney, Houston. Whitney Houston. Uh-huh. It's for my girlfriend. It's for my girlfriend. Right? Warren, look what you took. Rap, metal, rap, metal. Whitney Houston. It's for my girlfriend, okay? Sure it is. <laughs> sure yeah. it is. Sure it is. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yes, I forgot about that. I can't wait to watch this movie again. Yeah. Right? I'm really glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Damn the man. Well, damn the man. Save the empire. Save the empire. Damn the man. Save the empire. The man save the yeah, no, I want to go watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's perfect. We we will watch it again for sure. And I feel like I, there's a lot of stuff that I need to see again. Um, if I may, one more <laughs> quote. Um, the yeah. uh, when Warren is being taken off by the cops, um, the mm-hmm. first time, and um, 
he uh, he's leaving and he's sort of bonded with them, whatever. He and they're all like, "All right, take care, of Warren." And he's like, "Bye, Gina." And he that's all he gets out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that is my experience as a teenager in one single interaction is I'm getting taken away by the cops, but I will take the time to make sure that the, that the girl that I like notices me. Like, yes. Even if she doesn't respond. Whatever it takes. (laughs) Bye Gina. Yeah. Even if she doesn't respect me. Right. Exactly. Like, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. I said her name and she heard me. (laughs) Right. Hey, guess what guys? So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Renee Zellweger's filmography because I was wondering where in her career this landed. Guess what her very first movie role was? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Nope. Girl in what? Blue Pickup Truck, uncredited, <gasps> in Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Oh, she's Shut in Dazed and Confused. That's up. right. Shut she's a, up. She's a real mean person. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. She's uncredited, but she's in it. I just think it's so weird that this movie and Dazed and Confused are not actually connected. Yeah. Well, they well, are. Except for well, by I mean, I Rory Cochran and Renee Zellweger. Right. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like... I'm going to dig. I'm going to do some more digging on that. I feel like Production somebody, company or... Yeah, yeah. Something. Something is similar there. Yeah. Or, There's yeah, definitely a, a, a tone similarity. Yeah. For sure. Maybe, maybe all the characters... Maybe one of the characters in Dazed and Confused moved to New Jersey. Maybe Slater is Lucas's dad. Mm, I like it. Because Slater was also kind of magical. I mean, he's, a, well, he's just really stoned. Right. But I mean, In a know, way, isn't that Which is magical. Yes, same, same. I think so. Um, I just want to thank Aaron and James for coming on and this sharing so this movie fun, with us. Yes, yeah. thank you so much for having us. I had a blast. Yes, thank you. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for coming and on and sharing one of your favorite movies with us. Everyone check out Unabashedly Obsessed oh, if you yes. haven't. Absolutely. Yes, it's please a do. really great show. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn the man. Save the empire. Damn the man. Damn, Damn the, the man. man. <laughs> <laughs> About my life, I want to kiss myself goodbye, sugar.